Clash of Two Mics. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co-host, Donnie, the Emerald Enthusiast. Donnie, how's it going? Hey, what's up, Flash fans? It's the man whose ring runs on Fanboy Energy, the podcasting machine, the big nerd in green, here to bring you Flash greatness, comic book greatness in a flash. It is the Emerald Enthusiast. Now you're laughing, and you said Flash several times just to remind me what podcast we're actually on. Because <laughs> there was a moment in time where we started recording, and I said the wrong podcast. <laughs> but now, like, that will never make it to air because we don't have a Patreon, and I ain't like if I have to start airing my mistakes on on video, then you will uh, you will have to pay a heavy premium for those, so uh, you, you won't see that. I screwed it up a little, but I could have screwed it up a lot because I was laughing really hard before we started recording here. So. Right. So um, we are back for another uh, another uh, trip through the Speed Force, and we are going to uh, be covering a couple. Uh, there's a couple things. There's some news regarding the movie. Yes. Quite a bit of news regarding the movie. And there are two more episodes of the current modern-day comic book that we are going to review. So, Donnie, we're going to start with uh, the big screen adventure of The Flash that will be coming to us in November of 2022. Yes. Uh, Filming is underway. Mm -hmm. It is happening. I think we can all say hallelujah to that. After much starting and stopping over the years, it's, it's finally happening. And um, the director uh, and and his producer sister, Andy and Barbara Muschietti, uh, have been uh, gracious enough to kind of keep fans in the loop of what's going on by releasing teaser imagery uh, as they go along. Um, I think last time we talked, we had seen uh, uh, Michael Keaton's Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. and I talked about how I never thought I'd get so excited to see a manor before, but here we are. Um, uh, in recent um, weeks and months since then, we've gotten a lot more uh, meaty, spoilery stuff. We've gotten, uh, let's start with the less meaty stuff. We've gotten a couple of set chairs, you know, uh, a Barry Allen set chair and, a, and two Bruce Wayne set chairs, because of course, there are two iterations of Batman in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ben Affleck, who of course has played Batman in the, the current iteration of the, the DZ film universe, and Michael Keaton, who played the role in 1989 and 1992 in Batman and Batman Returns, respectfully. Yeah. So, but thankfully, as production has rolled along, we've got little teases at the different costumes that we're going to be seeing in the film. Yes. The first one we got was a few weeks ago. Was the costume for Michael Keaton's Batman? Now it's noteworthy because it's got the. Um, chest emblem from Batman Returns, which is slightly different than the one from Batman 89, of course. Right. And you and Steven talked about that on on one of your recent podcasts for Batman, right? the compare and contrast of the 
Um, Which you can find right here on the Multiverse Musings vidcast. Exactly, yeah. Great plug, Doug. Uh, so it's got the Batman Returns chest, chest piece mm-hmm. and chest plate, but it seems a little bit more armored. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on, on, on going back to the classic yellow oval and the more armored bits that we of the, of the little bit that we've seen? I love that. And what's your take on Michael Keaton being back, first of all? Uh, first, I I have a huge soft spot for that movie. That Batman 89 was the first superhero adaptation that I was ever a fan of, either on TV or movies. Okay. Um, I was actually sick my junior year of high school, and I think I watched that every day for about two weeks. Like every, you know, so about 14 times in a row. Fine I, can t- I can tell you just about all the dialogue. I love that design and i like the idea that maybe he's a little since he's going to be older in this he has more armor to you know take have, be a little bit more durable since he probably won't be able to rely as much on speed mm. but i to see this brought back into the continuity back into the consciousness i'm very excited to see it yeah i, I when i saw that I, I lost it um just like i said I reverted back to a six-year-old, uh, and to me, seeing the extra bit of armor on it makes sense again because he's older. Yeah. But it also gives a little bit of Kingdom Come vibe to me. So I, I, I sense that we're getting a little bit of a compromise of it's going to be similar to the Return Suit, but with Kingdom Come flair to it, which I think is a good way to go because if had they done the straight up kingdom come look from the from the you know from the word go i mean i know what it is because i've read kingdom come countless times right but to the average film goer right the general audience member when you think of michael keen's batman that costume is iconic yeah yeah so i think the compromise is a good idea um then and I'll talk, we'll talk more about Michael Keaton in a minute because there's more pictures. But then we got the same kind of logo, suit logo reveal for The Flash. His costume, at least from the bits we could see, is quite a bit different. As we know in Justice League, whichever version we're, we're talking about, the theatrical or Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's a very armored suit. Right. Much more so than the TV suit, yeah. Yeah. From what we can see, this is more materialistic. But it has the material that other DC costumes in recent films have had. So like Henry Cavill's Superman costume. uh, Zachary Levi's Shazam costume. Ben Affleck's Batman costume in BVS, not the armored one, the regular one. It has that similar look in terms of the material. And there's also a pattern, Donnie, on it that looks kind of like a roadmap. And wouldn't it be funny if that's like a kind of an imprint of the of the the Speed Force kind of thing? Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of a cool design element. Yeah. What did you think of what we saw? I, so far, everything that I've seen from this movie looks really good and the logo of the flash looks more yes. very traditional yes. yes as opposed to the original 
what we saw in, in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the little bit, and I like the Justice League suit, so before anybody goes off and, and starts yelling at me for saying this, I enjoyed the Justice League suit. But I like, from what we can see, I like the look of this one better already. Well, you know, he should, the Flash should progress as a character, and I think his uniform should reflect that. So I think we should see something that looks a little bit less, uh, you know, just kind of thrown together and something that he has spent a lot of time thinking about of, of how to maximize his speed. So I think I think it can reflect progression for the character. Right. And then, that's not all. They, just recently they treated us to the same suit, chess piece, logo reveal of Sasha Kai's Supergirl. And the S-Shield is very reminiscent, but slightly different, to Henry Cavill's Man of Steel logo. Mm-hmm. The difference is the way the bottom connects to the rest of the shield. The bottom of the S connects to the, the rest of the shield. Yeah. But otherwise, it's, it's the same general logo design. It's the same. It's got a... The Kryptonian writing an inscription in the mm-hmm. S. Yes. Which I don't know Kryptonian, so I don't know what that means. Um, I always love it though when I hear Kryptonian speak. Kry- it, Kryptonian. It could say, yeah. Maybe it says, "Don't put me on your list." I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. It's, it's too late if it does. Um, um, but what do you make of of? Of, of the logo having similarities with Man of Steel. I think we're going to see some continuity going forward. They're not going to be, you know, uh, servants to continuity. They're not going to be hamstrung by it or chained to it. But you're going to see some continuity. Obviously, this is the same Flash that we've, saw, that we've seen before. Yeah. So I like the idea that there's going to be some connection with, you know, this version of Supergirl and, and Cavill Superman. So... At least that's what it appears. Now, it appears, yes. So let's talk about the next thing we got were set pictures. Yeah. I, I, I like the fact that revealing this calls so many like segments of, how, how can I put this, very whiny fans on Twitter to go off, and I was just kind of watching the chaos. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, it doesn't take yeah. much for them to go off. <laughs> A billboard, Donnie, can apparently set them off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, but anyway, um, so we got some set pictures uh, because they they were filming in London mm-hmm. on the streets and, and that afforded us some set pictures. Um, back to Keaton. We actually see Michael Keaton in full Bruce Wayne garb. Mm-hmm. Um, he's even got a hair. Uh, how can I say this? Would a hair piece be the right? A hair extension? To yeah, fill so, in, yeah. To fill in his hair. Because if you've right. seen Michael... I mean, there's no secret. Right. If you've seen Michael Keaton, he doesn't have the hair that he used to. Right. Just, it's part of being 69 years old. Yeah. Right, to yeah. some yeah. people, that happens. Yeah. Um, but the hair... And, the and hair it's is, okay. You'll survive. It's of all course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, if I ever start going, then I'll just go Lex Luthor and, and call it a day. Um, okay. Then I could be the greatest criminal mind of my time. Uh, <laughs> uh, and when I plot to steal your, your your figures behind you, I'll be in character. I'll be in full. <laughs> uh, but 
So, but the hairpiece they gave him very much. First of all, it's a good looking hairpiece because mm-hmm. when I saw the picture, I'm like, oh my god, it's the same hairstyle from the two from the two bird movies. And I again, I just reverted back to six year old. So I, I, I seeing him in the full Bruce Wayne garb, I'm like, at that moment, like I had seen the picture of the logo. I'd seen the promo art, I'd seen the manner, but at that moment, I'm like, you know, I said, holy crap. I said the other version of that. <laughs> right. <laughs> holy crap. To quote the kids, you can't see my finger, but I'm in the air quotes. Right. My Batman, you know, the guy, is he, is he, which? Yeah, I can see. see it. Yeah. Okay, anyway. There you go. He's behind me. My Batman is back. And that just made me so happy. Um, um, so I, I was in love with that for about you know 20 minutes. I just it was just sitting there now. Then we got more pictures, and one of the pictures featured Barry Allen in a suit. You know, not not the Flash suit, but a mm-hmm. suit. Right. And Iris West, played by um, Kiersey Clements. Somebody did some zooming in on the picture, and noticed the flash ring. Mm. Now they film. You got to remember they film movies out of sequence, so I don't know when this takes place in the film. But I think it's pretty damn cool that he's got a flash ring, Donny. Likewise, yes. Because the TV show took how long to give him a flash ring? <laughs> oh, several seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I kind of like that. At some point in this movie, it's just like, no, no, we're going to give him the ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was cool. Seeing Iris, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad we'll get Kiersey Clement speaking in this version. Not just... Well, yeah, that, I mean, DC properties, they could always use more characters with rings. Yeah. Anyway. I see where you're going with that. <laughs> see I what I did the, there? <laughs> I saw the little people's eyebrow you gave, too. That's pretty, pretty good. <laughs> but there's nothing to say about Black Adam right now, because no news has come out about that, but we right. won't. Right. But, uh, yeah, so you know, he's got the... It's nice to see Iris back and I'm assuming this time around she'll have more of a speaking uh, part, obviously. Uh, my only thing is I hope she doesn't say we are the Flash. Um, oh, come on. That's your favorite line. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the best line in the history of comic book line, uh, show lines. You know, it's it's, it's now, so now, good. It's second so to Bad good, Cat Forever, right? Oh, oh, I mean, <laughs> those two lines of dialogue, Donnie, I mean, they set the comic, they, they set the comic world on fire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how groundbreaking and 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 just out of this world there. And if you can't tell that I'm being sarcastic, I can't help you. Uh, the, the two, uh, you know, those two lines, coupled with the line in BVS where Superman looks like he's constipated and says to Lois, "No one stays good in this world," are the three worst lines in the history of comic book properties. I've ever heard. And that includes the entirety of the script of Batman and Robin. But I digress. Because uh, there were some real terrible lines in that. Uh, anyway, so the Flash got a flash ring. Or Barry Allen's got a flash ring. Iris West was present beside him. Which is cool. And, and Barry has short hair again. It's not long. It doesn't look like he's been in quarantine for five years. Uh, <laughs> like, he did it, like he did it quickly in BVS or the post-credit the post-credit epilogue in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, but 
So he's got the short hair, which I which I dig. Um, then we got behind the scenes photos of Sasha Kaye in a full uh, Supergirl costume. There were most of the pictures were without a cape. There is indeed a cape, folks. So before, if you see those pictures, and you're like, "Oh my God, she doesn't have a cape! It's the end of the world!" No, no, there's a cape. We've seen blurry pictures with the cape. It's just that when they put an actor on a harness, oftentimes the cape is removed and then added back via right. CGI, mm-hmm. just because it's easier to deal with the harness, obviously, without a cape. Right. And, and Cavill filmed most of his scenes without a cape. Yeah, so. most of his scenes, even when he wasn't on a harness, because yeah, yeah. for whatever reason. But that doesn't mean anything. But. Yeah, so the cape will be there. But Donnie, the interesting thing about this costume is there's around the shoulder area, like the the upper the upper chest and the shoulder area, there's red, quite a bit of red, mm-hmm. which differentiates from the Supergirl that we're used to in 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 main continuity and in the TV series. Yes. Um, in fact, if you you you're familiar with the injustice the comics correct oh yes i love that story so it's it's fantastic we got we got to review it at some point but um there is a particular iteration of supergirl in that comic that exists via like a dream sequence or a hallucination um that has almost the exact same costume, like literally almost 100% verbatim. That character was Lara Lane Kent, the daughter of Lois Lane and Superman. That daughter, just for some brief context, in the context of the Injustice story, Lois Lane was pregnant. She's accidentally killed by Superman because he was infected with a concoction of Joker gas and fear toxin. Yeah, he thought she was doomsday in this yeah. story. Yeah. Um, and so, but she appears via dream slash vision sequence. So, just my question to you is. What if, Donnie, the Supergirl that Sasha Kaye is playing is a future timeline version of the daughter of Superman and Lois Lane? You know, it would make sense. And I'll also say, I've never thought that this was Cara Danvers. I've always believed that it was some other version of Supergirl. So I wouldn't be shocked if that is the case indeed. So. Um. That would that would make sense in, with them keeping a similar S logo to Hen- to Henry's, sure. Um, and it would also kind of line up with a little bit of for the fans of this particular version, Zack Snyder Justice League, mm-hmm. because at the end of that, remember one of the epilogue scenes. Remember at the farm, mm-hmm. yeah, Lois was pregnant. So what if that is the child, and through 
multiverse shenanigans, she gets aged up and brought into the main universe. Right. It's possible. You never, you never know. That could be Bruce's baby, though. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that was part of the five-film arc, wasn't it, Donnie? Yeah, yeah. Which I think would have been ridiculous if it ended up being Bruce's yeah. kid. Like, stupid um, Nonsense. Nonsense, I tell you. <laughs> Superman and Lois. That's the couple, all right? None of this bull. Yeah, okay, I get it. When she dies in Kingdom Come, I think he goes with Wonder Woman. That's fine. Whatever. It's cool. But I like me some Batman and Bruce Wayne, but I I no way condone or want to see Bruce Wayne and, and Lois Wayne together. Yeah. Bruce Wayne and Lois. The names are too damn separate. Bruce <laughs> and Lois together. I don't want to see that. Like you, everybody knows I don't ship except for when Amazon's going to deliver me things. Like a He-Man figure that I had to order from the UK because it's not available here yet. Anyway, uh, but that's the only time I ship things. Collector rage. Yeah, yeah I'm going to turn into a Red Lantern, which I'll probably have to buy the ring from a different Amazon because it probably ain't available in Canada. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, but I don't ship things. But if I had to ship something, it's Clark and Lois. Claw is forever. From the first time they share a byline to the last, damn it. No, no, Clana, no, no, what would Bruce and Lois be? Bloss? I mean, uh, that doesn't yeah. make, that sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it even sounds terrible. Well, I mean, Clark and Diana, Clyana, what the hell would that be? Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. No, it's Claus. See, it even sounds, for stupid shipping names, even that sounds good. So, None of this BS about all oh, Bruce who think, and then the son grows up to become the next Batman. I don't want to see that. No, no. Yeah. Uh, so if this <laughs> ended up being being connected to the Zack Snyder Justice League, but they retconned it to be Clark and Lois's uh, child, so be it. I, I'm down with that. Uh, the other option that I want to throw out your way, seeing as Michael Keaton is from You know, the Burton verse. Mm-hmm. I, I have two potential scenarios for you okay. as to the identity of the Supergirl. Okay. She could very much still be indeed Laura Lane Kent, but what if she's not the daughter of this Earth's Superman and Lois, like the Cavill and, and, and Amy Adams? But two things. What if she's the daughter of Christopher Reeves? Christopher Reeve but I put the S because apostrophe S, not right. not Reeves. Christopher Reeves does not exist. Right. <laughs> it's Christopher Reeves. But when you talk about plural, you have to put, you yeah. know. Right. Uh, but what if he, she's the daughter of Christopher Reeves and, uh, you know. That Mark, version's lit. Lo, the lowest yeah, lane Michael of 1978. Yeah. Right? She could be that. Okay. I had never thought about that. It's a good point. But since Keaton's Batman has representation, you need... It would follow that you might want to have some representation for Christopher Reeve era Superman, mm-hmm. and that could be a way to do it. Yeah. Or here's a wild speculation, but, but okay. follow me. Michael Keaton is playing Tim Burton's Batman, right? Okay. Tim Burton at one time was supposed to direct Superman, right? Right. Which would have starred Nicolas Cage's Superman, heaven help us all, and. <laughs> Uh, I believe Courtney Cox was the choice to play yes. Lois. 
Yes, the defunct Superman lives. What if Sasha Kaye Superman Supergirl is actually from Michael Keaton's Burton verse and is the daughter of Nicolas Cage's Superman? That that would be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that would cause uh, a lot of chatter online. Yes, I mean it would. First of all, it would upset. The, it would upset a certain stands who you know if it's not. If it's not Snyderverse, we riot. We uh, would upset them. Uh, but 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 I would be down for either three, either of the th- either of the three possibilities. Sure, sure. And for the record, if she ends up being Kara, I'm down for that too. Like I know people are making a big stink because well, she's got short brown hair. Who cares? Yeah. Not like seriously, folks. Can we stop? Can can we get over this BS? Yeah. You can't say it's not like the comics because I just told you, Injustice, look. It could be a scenario where they're taking the look of that Supergirl and, and still making her Kara just to differentiate from the show. Yeah, could be. Sure. And it wouldn't take much to differentiate from the show lately because all you'd have to do is be good. Uh, but I digress. Ooh. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but, um, but yeah, so in terms of the suit, it's a full body, like she's wearing pants. Right. Um, and and it looks identical to that, you know, uh, injustice. So, what do you think of the suit? Oh, I like it a lot. I I really thought that it has a theatrical look to it. Yeah. And I can't wait to see it. You know, with uh, you know, all the CGI enhancements, how it's going to yeah, look in the movie. You know, yeah. The, the the official studio photo stills. You got to remember that this is the, the pictures yeah. we're seeing are. You know, the set pictures are, you know, from somebody's cell phone. Yeah. I saw a lot of good fan art of that suit this week, too. So, Indeed, yeah. See, yeah. sometimes fans can do good things. Yeah, that's a positive way to use Twitter and social media. That know? doesn't involve, you know, objection, posting objection material. Yes. About our, our superheroes engaging in, 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 in activities that should be left to the bedroom. Yes. Uh you know, but I digress. Uh, uh, Notice how they handled that on Lois and Clark, on Superman and Lois. Excuse me, Superman and Lois. You mean you mean you mean to say it tactfully? Yes. What do you know? <laughs> you can show a healthy relationship without you know going and being you know gross and X-rated and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just, but, but, so, um, that kind of fan art, I dig it. Uh, so keep that coming. Exactly. But Donnie, I got to tell you, you know, everybody knows, you know, I've been talking about it, uh, for so long. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's listened to my podcast knows that. When last year's fandom, DC fandom, I should say, not fandom as in, you know, people, group of people. But when last time when DC fandom hit, you know, the trailer of trailers of that event was the Batman trailer. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, that, that movie was my highest anticipated of the, of the upcoming crop of DC films. Mm-hmm. The Flash has now taken that spot. Okay. 
a part of that is Michael Keaton returning as Batman. I'm not going to lie. But Flash is third on my list, tied for third with Green Lantern in terms of my favorite DC characters. So not only are you giving me Michael Keaton's Batman, but you're also giving me Flash and Supergirl. And it's a multiverse film. You're finally embracing the multiverse on film, which DC should have been doing friggin' since 1980s, whenever the last, the first Batman movie came out and the last Superman movie came out. Since then, that's when they should have been doing this. But they're finally doing it now. Of course I'm going to be excited for this movie. I, I can't wait. Yeah. I, and that's the movie, you know, those two movies, The Batman and The Flash, is when I plan to be in a theater. Again. Okay. Everything else I can watch, you know, home entertainment. I don't care. But for those two, my butt's going to be in a, in a seat in a theater. And the and rest I, of you too, right? Well, I mean, I hope so because I can't see with my butt. <laughs> I mean, unless I develop some sort of superpower where I can see with my rear end, you know, <laughs> the rest of me is going to need to be in the theater. But, Sorry, that, that's a dad joke. It's what yeah, I do. Yeah, well, clearly, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, I... I, I, I need this movie. I, I, like, I suspect we're going to get a trailer, a teaser at the very least, at Fando. And you could bet we're going to come on this show, and even if the trailer is 30 seconds, we're going to talk about 30 minutes about it, analyze it. <laughs> That's how we roll here. Hey, I'm always down to And you're lucky it will only be 30 minutes, because if it was my original old goals, it would have been five hours. Um, so I digress. But Donnie... Wait, what what is the, what is all this material that we're seeing done for your anticipation for the Flash? Well, like, where where are you at in terms of the Flash movie? You know, I'm I'm really excited to see the progression of this character. You know, I've told you that I thought that the Flash was the weakest of the characters that I saw in the Justice League movie. I thought that he needed the most development from a solo movie. I think this is going to take that character to that next level. And I'm just very excited about it. And like you, I'm excited at this idea of bringing characters from different multiverses to assure that you get maximum impact with this movie. Not to, not to skew your words, though, but you said maximum impact. What if there was a maximum effort to have Ryan Reynolds cameo as, as Green Lantern? Well, well, what would your reaction be to that? I'm not I, saying it's happening... I'm not starting anything. I'm just saying hypothetically. I'm not opposed at all. Not not at all. I'd welcome him back for a cameo with open arms. In a not a problem. Movie. Not a problem. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that that is in no way been rumored and or no, talked about. No. We're not start, starting it. <laughs> Don't go tell we got discovered that we said that that Ryan Reynolds is going to be in the movie because they'll print it. Yeah. And if you talk Grace Randolph, she'll probably use it as tea. Uh, so don't. <laughs> Don't don't tell her either. Uh, just it's a hypothetical. What if I just want to get Donnie's reaction? No. Uh, someday we'll go into the whole you know Green Lantern movie, but I think the movie's gotten a lot of undue heat, and the criticisms yeah. that it got was that it received were a lot of them were unfounded. So, but we're not a Green Lantern podcast. We're a Flash podcast. For well, right we now, are, so. but not today. Not today. <laughs> But if you want to hear about Green Lantern, you can on the Emerald Echo vidcast, available right here on YouTube. You can also hear us on iTunes and Podbean.
the Emerald Echo Podcast, part of the Multiverse Musings Podcast Network. Very good, too. That was excellently done. All right, so that's all we know about the movie for now. We will, of course, keep you apprised as more becomes available. But that transitions us over to the comic books. So, uh, Donnie, we have two books today. So which yes. ones are they? Flash 770 and 771. So, uh, Flash number 770 opens with a conversation between Jay Garrick and Happy Terrell, the Golden Age Flash, and Golden Age Ray, respectively. And we see that the 32nd president of the United States, Franklin D. Roosevelt, is sending them on a mission. So what did you think of that opening scene, sir? Uh, It was very aptly timed to coincide with the release of Justice Society World War II, the animated feature. Uh, I, I thought, and I don't think that's a coincidence because um, um, the writer who, who writes the Flash comic book co-wrote that movie. So I thought it was cool though. I like when, when you know, um, real-life figures um, mix with... Uh, uh, with mix comics? With our, with our comic sure. heroes. Sure. So, again, the Flash and the Ray, they go to the Philippines, and again, we're talking about in the World War II times here, after the Spear of Destiny, which is a... Uh, a DC property that's based on the actual, the Holy Lance or the Lance of Longinus that is, you know, that uh, Christian history teaches that pierced the side of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So in the DC continuity, though, it's a spear that gives the wilder almost unlimited power. All right. Okay. So Jay Garrick believes that this exists. The Ray actually doesn't believe that this exists. And there was some interesting dialogue between the two of them. Yeah, the whole debate of, well, it's it's not real, or yeah, it is, you'll see. I think it's cool. But I, I, it mimics, you know, let, let's be honest, there are people that, that have had that the debate about any religion, you know. Sure. And the validity of religion is not, it's a debate that's been had and, and probably not as, not as politely as these guys do it. I right. wish that you could have civil discussions, but in today's day and age, if there's a disagreement, you have to get angry at each other and call each other names. That's how things work in today's yeah. society. Yeah. But I, I like the debate because it's a, it's a debate that happens in the real world. So we see that they're captured by Otto Friends, who is Parsifal. And he actually has, in this version, he has the power to depower metahumans okay. around him. And he also has the spear. Yeah. He has the spear of destiny. Okay. So the Ray and the Flash here, they are captured because, again, they're depowered, and they're put on a German cruiser for five weeks. And Jay is seemingly close to death, and you got you got a really entertaining scene because originally he was trying to tell, you know, the Ray, you know, God's not going to let something bad happen here. We're going to be okay. And then he kind of loses faith, and you see the Ray kind of say, Look, God, if you are listening, don't let anything yeah. happen to Jay. And again, that's something we've all 
you know, probably done, right? Mm-hmm. Where you question. Very interesting, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, they're dealing with some, you know, again, sci-fi stuff, but they're, they're, they're mixing a little bit of deeper, you know, yeah. putting a little, making you think a little bit, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Some, some of the most weighty questions in life. Yeah, so, without, being, without being pretentious and saying, well, if you don't like this, you don't understand it. Or if you don't, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah it's, it, it's good. It's good. I, I like it. I like Done it. in an interesting way, yes. Yeah. But uh, it is at that moment that we see Jay is close to death when R- Wally's en- essence runs into him. Now, my question before we talk about Wally. Sure. Who did you say had the spear? Uh, Otto Friends, okay. a.k.a. Parsival. Now, let's say he were to attack uh, Jay with the spear. Okay. Do we have it on good authority? Who like do they by by chance? Because when there's a spear involved, I like to ask this question. By chance, is either of their their parents named Martha? Why did you say that name? All right, go. <laughs> I knew where you were. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, every time you know what they gotta do, and I'm probably gonna get struck down with lightning for saying this. Next time they make, you know, like if they make a remake of like the Passion of the Christ, mm-hmm. somebody's gonna scream out Martha when that soldier has the stick. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so, so that else can go. Why did you say? Like the guy next to Jesus on the the other guy on the cross, right? Okay. Like somebody screams out Martha, and then that guy lifts up his hand and like. What did you see? That? Okay. I, I mean, let's make it a comedy. And I mean, they've made a musical out of the thing. Right. Right. So why can't a comedy be next? Um, okay. Anyway. Well, <laughs> if, if they do that, if they do that, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of slide away from you. <laughs> if there's a lightning bolt, <laughs> if you're the one who did that, I'm gonna be like, uh. Uh-uh. Well, I won't make the movie. I don't want this. I don't want the wrath of God to strike me. I'm just saying. Right. Somebody <laughs> should make. You know, some controversial filmmaker should make that a comedy there. Yeah, I've okay. got a list. I, I got a couple of mine. I won't say the name because okay. all the spark problems on on the internet. Right. But he could make it, and 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 then, you know we could have an extended cut, director's cut. Anyway, continue. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know where I'm going. <laughs> okay. So Wally is able to free them because again, obviously he is, you know, he has a you know a kind of a healthy essence within Jay. Yeah. But friends. He has given the, again, we're talking about Parsifal here. He's given the Spear of Destiny to Adolf Hitler. Which is never a good thing. Which is never, you know, obviously, you know, when Hitler's involved, nothing good ever happens. But Hitler has actually been hit with, like, the surge, some of the speed force energy. You see that lightning bolt kind of pass through him. So now Wally is still in communication with Mr. Terrific and Green Arrow and Barry Allen back in the present. So Ray and Wally, again, Wally in Jay's body, they go after Parsifal and Hitler, who are now in an airplane. And they're able to get the spear away from Hitler, which protects them when Hitler eventually explodes from the speed force energy. Correct, yeah. Right. Which couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Well, I mean, personally, if it was me, I would want a more, even more painful death for Hitler, but that's just me. Like I would, yeah. I would like, you know, like yeah. Frank Castle should get his hands on, on, on. That would be interesting. Yes. On it. Like that's a comic I'd like to see. <laughs> Frank Castle travels back in time as the Punisher to kill Hitler. Like mm-hmm. somebody make that. Marvel, get on that. 
Yeah, interesting. I mean, Danny, Danny, Danny what is it, Danny Gates? Mm-hmm. He could write that. Danny Gates, yeah. Yeah, Danny Gates, yeah. He could write that. Uh, somebody give him that assignment. I don't know. Hell, I'll write it. Hire me. All right. Uh, anyway, so, but no, I, I, I a couple of interesting things. I like how Wally, every time he seems to arrive in the other person's body, it's in the, like, you know, nick of time. Mm-hmm. The, the perfect moment. Kind of reminds, again, Quantum Leap. I'm getting Quantum, quantum Leap, yeah, right, exactly, right. exactly. So Wally jumps out of Jay's body. You see, well, he, I mean, he's pulled out into the reverse flash in the Super Friends continuity. That was at the very end of the, of the, mm-hmm. of the yes. show. Yeah. Uh, the other part about the, this issue that I really liked was when uh, Wally was in the in Jay's body and talking to you know Oliver Barry and Mister Terrific. Mm-hmm. And the race, like, who are you talking? Like the whole time, every time, <laughs> who are you talking to? Like, like the race, like, have you lost your? Like, he <laughs> legitimately thinks that that Jay has lost his mind. Yeah. Because yeah. when he brings up the conversation about religion, Wally, who is Jay, is saying, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. I never said those things. You know, except, like that was humorous. That that exchange between those two was was very humorous, and handled very well. Yeah. So before we go on to issue seventy seventy one, do you want to rate this? Yeah, um, I'm very fascinated by like mythical, mystical objects, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and historical things like so Hitler's obsession with the occult and mystical things and, and these little yeah. tricky. Yeah. That's always fascinating to me. Like I, like whenever there's like a documentary on the History Channel or things of that nature, I watch it because it's. it's so to imbue that into a flashbook mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Uh, I like the period piece setting of it all. Um, and seeing one of my favorite superheroes punch Hitler in the face is never going to get old. Yeah, that's always gratifying, sure. Um, I think the character work, the banter is on, on point here. Like I just mentioned about that ex- the back and forth exchange there between the Ray and, and yeah. J slash Wally. Uh, how would you hyphenate that? Jolly? No, Jolly wouldn't be. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I, whatever the kids would do. But I think the writing is a five. I'm really lo- loving what Jeremy Adams is doing. And the art is spectacular. So I'm going to say yeah. five again. Five on both counts. Five right. for art, five for story. All right, I'm going to give it a four and a four. And by the way, I will get to the creative team at the end here. So I saw you were trying to skip that. Don't think, <laughs> I, don't think I didn't see your tactics there, sir. Right. I will get to the creative team. we got to give, give credit where credit is due. Yeah. So issue number 7071, Wally has jumped into the reverse Flash's body, and he is in the Hall of Doom in the Super Friends cartoon. Now, remember... With the advent of the Omniverse now, what we know is that any DC property from the past has now happened in some fashion. And so any DC property can be used for a story. Okay. That everything is in continuity in some manner. So every Elseworld story, every uh, every every TV series, every animated movie, whatever, 
It's all in so play. So somebody could make a the, the, basically they could do the Red Rain storyline, you know, where Batman becomes Dracula. Oh yeah, that's a good elf. And Robert too. Pattinson's Batman could be part. Okay, imagine that. Uh, yeah, like, the synergy of that would just be out of this world. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had to say because I I'm like man, that's just too good to pass up. They should do that on principle. They should do that. But anyway, I digress. So just for a second, I want to talk about this. If you've never heard our podcast before, the Super you Friends. Like yeah, the Super Friends was my introduction to the DC universe. Yeah. They are what spurred me to eventually go down to, you know, uh, uh, find the, the spinner racks in any convenience store that I could find. That's what caused my initial love of comics was the Super Friends and any so, of the DC characters. So when your wife is dusting in that room and kind of curses to herself of how much stuff is in there. She has that show to blame. Is that what you're, that's what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Okay. I never have. Yeah. I, I don't ever, you know, if you're going to get a whole bunch of stuff like this, you know, you, you've got to take care of it yourself. Come on now. But yeah, I mean, the super friends, when I, when I was a kid, that was, you know, uh, it was slim pickings for a lot of for superhero offerings that weren't comics. And so that right. is what introduced me and influenced me to go out and get comics of basically anyone that was on that show. And I, and I got to say, uh, in regards to that show, I've watched reruns, obviously. And, uh, that passed my childhood by, by about, you know, you're 10 years older than me, so you know, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it passed by me by a little bit. But I watched the reruns, and I dig it. I mean, you gotta, when you watch it, you got to put your, your, yourself in the headspace of the 70s. Yeah, I mean, it is very dated in a, in a lot of ways, but there's also, I think that's part of its charm, though. Yeah, and I love the way the characters are drawn. Very classic, very, you know, I dig it. Yeah, and that is reflected here. These are not like, uh, you know, hyper-realistic versions of the characters. You see them drawn in a way that reflects the Super, Friend, Super Friends art from the 70s and early 80s. It, yeah. So in, in this... In this particular story, Superman's been depowered. He's also hit with a bolt of lightning from the Surge. And the Legion of Doom thinks that the reverse Flash has just killed Superman. Yeah. So they want to, they want to, they look at this as the perfect way to induct the reverse Flash because he just killed their greatest enemy. Yeah. Now, Lex Luthor, he's jealous of the reverse Flash killing Superman. But Wally. In the Reverse Flash's body, tricks Lex into revealing that he has a file on everyone's powers. And while they argue, Wally slips away. So what do you think of that scene? Oh, I love Lex Luthor's jealousy. And uh, <laughs> I love how he, can, he confirms Wally's suspicion or Wally's accusation by saying, "Yeah, I think, I think it's Cheetah saying, oh, I could do the, I'm going to do this to you. He's like, no, you don't. You don't have that kind of power. And she's like, how do you know? It's in your file. It's in your file. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I was dying. Uh, like I said, I mean, it was just, this story was just a lot of fun. So, meanwhile, Superman is back up because, you know what, he's Superman. But he's got, yeah, he's got the speed force energy in him. And Wally realizes that he has to find a way to drain it from Superman or he might explode. I'm glad, Donnie, just to bring something up. I'm glad sure. they didn't put him in the hospital because... Apparently, an offhanded reference has caused a, yeah. a, a, a scurry of anger online. But yeah, I, I carry on. I mean, I just like yeah, 
I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that one picture, you know. Find them. The, the, the simplest anyway. things that, that, you know, causes people to explode. Anyway, continue. No. So Luthor attacks the, he attacks with a ship that's capable of depowering Superman. Wally phases through it, and he uses the ship to drain the speed force energy from Superman. Okay. And uh, that, that was actually my, my favorite couple of panels is, you know, he's asking Luthor, how do I use the ship to drain that energy off of Superman? Which, of course, Luthor doesn't want to tell him. And he paint brushes him across the face with super speed. And Luthor's like, oh, it's the green button, you know? That was great. That was a good <laughs> And I got to say, the art, that art style, you know, in the style of the Super yeah. Friends, it made me want a, a Super Friends set comic. Like, so you know how we're getting the Batman 89 comic, the mm-hmm. Superman 79 comic? Yeah. I want now a comic set in the, in the, in the world of the Super Friends. Oh, I, I, you, know, you know I'd buy it, so. Oh, yeah. And then... That would give you a chance for more figures, Donnie. Come on, I'm trying to, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to feed your habit. You see what I'm doing? Oh yeah, I mean, there, there's always time for action figures. So, anyway, so we see that Wally jumps again. We see, actually see several jumps. We see him jump into Max Mercury in the Old West. We see the JSA, and then finally we see him jump 20 years into the future into his son Jai's body. Mm-hmm. And he actually has a conversation with Ira, a.k.a. Iris, Iris the second. And it's really heartwarming because we learned that she is not only married, she's a hero herself. I love the discussion about the about the about the, the, the husband. Where yeah. she's like, do I know him? And he's like, yeah, do I like him? Not really. She's like, yeah, you'd hate him, but <laughs> but I'm happy. And then when he's asking about his son, does he have a girlfriend? Does he, have, you know? And he's like, yeah, you've worked with her before, and you can almost see Wally like, oh no, it's not because when Wally realizes that it's the the gold, what was she called? The blue gold beetle? What was it? The gold beetle? What was she called? Yeah, yeah. Because that's who I think it is. And uh, when he realizes that, he's like, oh god, yeah. you know, it's like, all right, but I'm happy for him, you know. It's like, yeah. And you know what I thought when she reveals that both the kids are super or like like speedsters as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought now see the three of them, uh, Wally and his two kids, can legitimately say we are the we Flash. are the Flash. <laughs> you know who can say that? Yeah. Iris, because she's not. <laughs> I will say this. I mean, there's a scene where. She actually uses some tech to run him into space, and you see that there's a. And I'm assuming that was the moon. There's a yeah. flash bolt, like some kind of monument on the moon yeah. in the future, and I just thought that was really cool. And to see the two of them talking, and to see Wally have some good luck, I just thought that was really heartwarming. You know, I it was, and I was kind of getting emotional. I mean, I wasn't blubbering, crying, blubbering like an idiot, but I was getting emotional when. He had to go, and he's like, you know, he doesn't want to. I don't yeah. want to. I want to stay here. She's like, we have a, we have a whole lifetime together. She's like, uh, and don't worry, you were a good father. You, you know, you're a good father. That's a and that you know that's what that's all that's all any father wants to hear from a child is you know did I do well or not? Yeah. So, 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 yeah. All right, and then before the last jump, again, we see this you know uh, emotional exchange between the two of them. Wally ends up in the big moment in Heroes in Crisis. 
Now, so he's back in his own body, but yes. Now we're not going to go into that because it is so complex, but we are going to hit on that. In we'll give you some background on Heroes in Crisis in our next episode of A Flash of Two Mics. Yeah. Um, but Donnie, the interesting thing for me was Barry, uh, Oliver, and Mrs. Terrific talking about what's actually happening in the Speed Force, which is it's the Speed Force is causing this. It's not something they thought it was something that infected the Speed Force was yeah. trying to get out, out of it. Right. Like, what was the explanation? You could probably do it better, but you know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't exactly remember which which part you're you're referencing. I have to go back and see that again. But remember, yeah. where, remember, there was a scene where because they're trying to close the. It's mm-hmm. the opposite of what their actual objective is, and they made that realization after the fact. Right. Right. Yeah. I can't remember exactly the wording he used, but I I found that you know because and it was something that uh, that uh, Wally's daughter had said that kind of clue or or no. It was talking about the coffee making, uh, making uh, very, very yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like the multiverse is trying to throw up. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to get rid, yeah. uh, which is like to the inverse of what they thought it was, mm-hmm. like the opposite of what they thought it was. That, right, that was, right, yeah. That was an interesting little wrinkle that we didn't. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the event that it's trying to expel is the Heroes in Crisis mm-hmm. event is what I suspect. That's that's a good point. That could be what's happening here. So. All right, before we give our rating, I'm going to give the creative team. I will <laughs> I will do my best, as always, if, if I screw up somebody's name. All you got to do is leave a comment or contact us and tell me how to say it, and I'll do it correctly. But here we go. Jeremy Adams is the writer. Kevin McGuire. Howard Porter. Barat Pekmezi. Brian Hitch. Max Rayner. Scott Collins. Tom Derenick. Fernando Passarin. Auclair Albert, Brandon Peterson, Michael Ataya, Steve Wands, Brett Booth, Jonathan Glapian, Jonathan Glapian, excuse me, Alex Sinclair, Bixie Matthews, Mike Cotton, and Jamie S. Rich. Well, with all those names, you figure there'd be a post-credit scene at the end of the book. That's a <laughs> lot of people. Um, yeah. That's all, you know, the artists and the letterers and yeah, everybody, the, you know, the variant cover people and the, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did good. You did good. There were some hard names in there, too. Yes. The first two were easy, but then after that, it was like. <laughs> um, I always but, try to find, like, you know, people actually having their names pronounced or pronouncing them themselves, but. Yeah. It's okay. You did a good job. I, I like it. All right. So uh, I guess we can rate it. So now for this one, because of other, and especially the art change, you know, from the Super Friends story to the other story, I'm going to give the art a five. I'm going to give the writing a five. I absolutely love this issue. Yeah, yeah this issue was phenomenal. I think um, what works really here is the, you know, they have a lot of fun. Um, with um, with um, the super friends aspect, yes, that's like really fun, really you know, mm-hmm. the joking and, and 
and then they hit you in the emotional heartstrings with you know Wally talking with his adult daughter. So there's a yeah, very good point. Uh, good point. Very different shift of emotions they're playing with, and it's done so well by Jeremy Adams. Uh, he, I think, he really understands uh, Wally as a character, um, and he really has a good handle on the other three guys: Barry, um, um, Oliver, and uh, Mrs. Terrific, yeah. as well. So it's the writing is weird. So I, I'm going to give it a five. Okay. And our, like you said, the, the different. The shift in art style mm -hmm. is quite, uh, quite a shift. Like it's, it's, it's a tough ask, yeah. and it's pulled off beautifully. So I got to go ahead and give it a five as well. Yep. That's, that's I've said it before. Uh, Joshua Williamson had a long, incredibly entertaining, successful run on the, on the Flash, and I always thought whoever took over the, the permanent creative team had, had a you know, a tough task. And so far, we're, what, three issues in, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And this team is delivering on all fronts. Great I stuff. would agree. I like it very much so far. So, yeah, that, that we're up to date on The Flash, and we'll be back again uh, to cover some more issues on our next episode. Uh, but until then, um, if you want to talk Flash... With us, you can on social media. So, Donnie, where can they track you down? You can find me on Twitter as the Emerald Enthusiast. Let's talk pro wrestling. Let's talk comics. Let's talk collectibles. Let's talk Green Lantern or The Flash. Yeah. And if you want to talk to me about The Flash or any of the other DC or Marvel superheroes, you can at Adam underscore Leafs fan on Twitter. Uh, we also have the Multiverse Musings Podcast Network Twitter page which is at MMNPDC, and that covers the omniverse of podcasts that I do on this network. Um, and there's also a Facebook group, which is should be linked below. Uh, click the link. I will more than happily add you. We can continue the conversation. But remember that Wally West as the Flash is forever. From the first speedster whose body he's in, he inhabits <laughs> to the last. So long, everybody. So long, everyone.